0: and we're back uh definitely a little earlier than usual um we always put our podcast episodes out on tuesdays and we tend to always break the fights down so we're trying something different we're putting out a bonus episode before uh you know UFC 266 is coming up so we want to kind of go through the fights break them down give you our thoughts you know I don't know if that matters at all but um our thoughts on on the upcoming fights
1: yeah it's gonna be like a breakdown and prediction rather than like um be Monday morning quarterbacks so we're actually gonna break them down and see how we do uh in predicting fights so there's a really good five card um five fights on the main card uh plus a lot of other good fights. But we're going to be breaking down the um, five main fights, plus um, it would be like crazy to not talk about uh, Marlon and Marab. So we'll start with uh, Marlon and Marab. Marlon Marias and Marab Dushisvili.
0: Um,
1: So Marab's ranked number six. Uh, or sorry, Marlon's ranked
0: number six. Marab's ranked uh, number 11. Um, I mean, Marlon was looking kind of like, in the UFC, unstoppable. He had crazy wins over um, Aljo, Jimmy Rivera, Asuncio. And then he fought for the title against Henry Cejudo, which nothing to to Marlon. I mean, Henry's obviously, like, very good, you mm-hmm. know? And then, you know, after that, he had the, kind of the controversial win against Aldo. Some people could have gone either way. And then, you know, it's, it's so tough when you're in the top of the division, especially 135. I feel like... You know, you get a couple losses, and they're like, oh, this person's done. It's like, dude, he fought Corey Sanagan, and then Rob Font. Those are tough fights. Like, anyone could get finished by them.
1: Yeah, Marlon coming into this fight is one in four, or one in three his last four fights. But like you said, they're definitely to the top of the heap. Like, there's no easy matchups for him. Those are all, like, the very best of the best. Those are all title contenders. So... Granted that Marab has like a better record coming in. I think he's on a five-fight win, win streak, but much less competition. Right. Much lower-ranked guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, and it's actually, you could say that for Marlon uh, taking this fight with someone that's ranked number 11, that it's kind of risky, but Marlon's already fought, fought for the title and fought the top, so now that's kind of the position you're in where then you might fight people that are lower ranked especially coming off of a couple losses there and like we say all the time that 135
1: pound division everyone in the top 15 is really 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 good right and a lot of people think this is like a classic like striker grappler matchup and a lot of times the grappler seems to win those matchups but i don't think that this is as clear-cut as that because marlon is definitely difficult to take down he has Mm -hmm. decent grappling um, and he could really, like, put someone's lights out. Like, he went against the best grappler in the division in Aljamain, and it was like a 30-second fight. Right. So he's really, you know, dangerous to shoot on, um, to really get close to because his kicks are so good. So, if, you know, you can't just shoot in on him and take him down. It's, it's a difficult uh, style matchup. But um, Marab has that pace that if he could wear him out the first two rounds, then... You know, the third round's probably... Mirab's definitely at an advantage.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's always... Obviously, Morab's I would think, would be looking to get the takedown. Um, you know, it's easier said than done, especially when you know that Marlon has that knockout power. He kind of almost waits for people to shoot and then throws, like, a knockout kick, which is, is really scary. But I kind of, you know, get the vibe that Marab's like, doesn't care about that and will just keep shooting until he gets it. And we've seen... um you know, this is tough for me because I really like both of them. But uh, but we've seen Marlon in in the past. You know, after that, if he doesn't get that knockout or isn't start is starting, it's not working for him right away. Then you know he seems to get a little tired. I don't know if that's like anxiety tired, um, but that's when Marab kind of thrives. I think we've said it before. You said it. This would be a better fight for Marab if it was a five round fight. But um, I think the first round is going to be definitely in marlin's favor and then you know after that round i think it'll just kind of go more and more into marab's favor
1: yeah so what's your prediction
0: i keep going back and forth on this one i don't know i kind of you know right away i was kind of thinking like man marab's been on a tear marlin's kind of had a couple bad fights but it's it's tough because Marab's fights haven't been at the level that Mar- that uh Marlon's fights are. So I don't know. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marlon on this. I think that he can uh, he'll be able to use his striking to pick up
1: pick him apart. I think I'm gonna go with Marlon also. Um, because if he could stop a couple takedowns, there's a big, big gap between their striking abilities. So yes. If he could keep it on his feet, which it is a big if, but I think that he'll have, he's trained with Frankie his whole career. He's used to grappling, really good wrestlers. Um, I think that Marlon's going to get this one. Yeah. Then uh, we go to the main card. And two girls that you're familiar with, Jessica Andrade and Cynthia Calveo. What
0: do you think? Yeah, Andrade right now is ranked number one. Cynthia's ranked number five. Cynthia's coming Her last fight was against me. And um, after that fight, she had shoulder surgery. So she hasn't fought. You know, that was like. Kind of, a year, yeah. It's like about like ten months ago. But that ten months of not fighting and having shoulder surgery, which kind of sucks. You know, like I, I've done the same thing, and it's like you're taking off, and then as soon as your shoulder feels better, you're going right into a fight against a number one contender. That's pretty tough. And Cynthia's only had two fights, I think, at this weight class. She was previously the weight class below. Um, you know, Andrade. It's pretty crazy. I think she's. I'm not sure, but I think she's had the most fights out of any woman in the UFC. She's had 20 UFC fights at 130, wow. at 135, at 115, and now 125. Um, yeah, I mean, she's 21 and 9. Like all her losses were against like, you know, Liz Carmooch, Raquel Poundington, and then Whaley Rose, Johanna, um, and Valentina. Valentina. So like she's faced everything. Me, I've actually fought both of them three weeks apart. And this was probably like pretty much their last fights. Um So from what, from my standpoint, I think it's like, I was, I was surprised. I think Andrade was like a minus 280 favor. I thought she was going to be an even bigger favor than that. I think that just from being in there with both of them, you know, Cynthia usually tends to use her grappling, which I think she's just too small for this division. I think she doesn't feel strong. You know, she... She likes to grapple, but she has to shoot, and her takedowns aren't very good. She shoots from super far away. Um, You know, when she shot on me, I just kind of stuffed it really easily. It kind of felt, you know, most girls feel really strong, and she she definitely did not feel strong. And I could feel in the fight that she felt very, she seemed very timid. I don't know if it was that fight, if she had previous injury before, but I could get the vibe. I was like, oh, she's kind of scared. Where Andrade is definitely not scared. So that being said, I just think that Andrade is going to be more of the bully. She's coming off the loss against Valentina. You know, I saw that she even did like a jiu-jitsu match after that. So she's staying active, staying fighting. Um, You know, I think this is going to be a clear win for Andrade. I think she can just kind of blitz uh, Cynthia going forward, take her down, and kind of do whatever she wants to her.
1: Yeah. I think that it's going to be a little closer than you think. I do think Androja is going to win. But um, Cynthia Calbeo is really legit. If you, I was looking at her wins, and she has wins over Jessica I, Joanne Calderwood, Jillian Roberts, Montana De La Rosa, who are both good grapplers. And her only loss besides you is Carla Esparza. And uh, Carla Esparza has been on, mm-hmm. like, a real tear. Like, she's, like, a title contender at one um, – at strawweight. And uh, But she has kind of like a similar body type and style to Andrade. So I think that that could be like a telling matchup that she struggled with Esparza because Andrade is definitely a bigger, stronger, better version of that. So I think that um, Andrade is going to like kind of win the grappling exchanges, um, have a lot of success in the clinch, cage work, and she's going to win like a three-round decision. Yeah. So we both are in agreement, two for two.
0: Yep. And we actually didn't go over these ahead of time, so I don't really know who your picks are. It was funny, I didn't really... I kind of like looked at all the fights to break it down, but I didn't come to a final decision what I was going to say. So when you you kind of threw me off with the Marlon Marab one.
1: Yeah, that's the only one that I didn't really chew too too into. So then uh, the next fight, another similar to uh, Marab and Marlon. It's a grappler, striker, classic um, clash. It's uh, the heavyweights, Curtis Blades, and... Jarzino Um I don't think you know a ton about these guys. Um, well, Curtis, Curtis Blades, Blades
0: definitely. I mean, he's ranked number four. Rosenstreich is number six. Um, I mean, I don't know much about Rosenstreich, but I know about, and a lot about Curtis Blades. He's obviously a very good wrestler. Um, I think he's, in his last 11 fights, he's nine and two, but his only losses were his last one with Derrick Lewis and then Francis Ngannou.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he has he has been knocked out three times in his career though, and it's against Derek Lewis and twice to Francis Ngannou. And so you could argue that Rosenstreak is a similar um, knockout artist. Like uh, he has a KO over um, Alistair Overeem. He has a bunch of like you know one punch first round knockouts. So he's a super explosive, dangerous fighter. But I don't think that Rosenstruck has the uh, takedown defense like Derek Lewis or Ngannou has. So Curtis Blades, he has very good takedowns. But what I think he's even better at is his ground and pound. Mm -hmm. He gets those, like, he postures up and, like, gets those elbows down. He passes guard, moves them out. His ground and pound is tremendous. He's not just, like, a wrestler where you take him down and stays in the guard. Right. If he gets you down and gets your back flat to the mat, he probably will finish the fight. And that's kind of what I see happening, like, probably in the second round. I see um, Curtis Blades kind of getting a takedown. And uh, Rosa Strike, I don't think is great off his back, and I think that you could expect a TKO on the ground by uh, Curtis Blades.
0: Yeah, I definitely am gonna go with Curtis Blades. Um, I feel for some reason, I don't know why his last fight when he got knocked out, I was like really really upset, and I don't, not that I wasn't a fan of him, but i don't know for some reason in that fight i was like really rooting for him and it was i'm a
1: fan of his i I love his style and and i like him he seems cool i follow him on instagram yeah he's like a fun guy yeah but um yeah i was really upset so i'm definitely rooting for him to get the win yeah then we have a throwback (laughs) nick diaz robbie lawler you love a throwback fight i don't actually (laughs) But uh, this is Nick Diaz's first time in the UFC fight since 2015, since he had a no contest with uh, Anderson Silva. But even more crazy than that is that his last win was against BJ Penn in 2011. He's the favorite, I believe, but it's it's very was, hard to judge who's gonna um wait. i
0: saw he was like plus 100
1: lowers okay, minus like, 120. It, it's been going back and forth he's like an even money underdog then i guess
0: i feel like that the odds will change when you actually see him get to weigh-ins and like the square off i think
1: yeah i mean he's an incredibly technical like boxer and he's definitely got dangerous jiu off his back um obviously the cardio but Lawler lost to him and he got finished. It was like a legendary win by Nick Diaz. But that was in 2004.
0: That's wild.
1: And I was Lawler's in middle school. Yeah, exactly. Lawler's like career started really like 10 years after that because Lawler was not like he was kind of like a just like a roster guy and in and out of the UFC, went over to Strike Force. Then he didn't win his championship until 2014, which is 10 years after Diaz beat him. Um, then he had a good run But his last win came against Cowboy in 2017 So he's coming off a four-fight losing streak himself But it's to the very best guys It's Neil Magny, Colby Covington, uh, Ben Askren and, uh, Which Huffield that one Sanders. could have gone
0: That one was like the controversial fight too it was
1: controversial but those are all like really 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 good grapplers like not just like off their back jiu-jitsu guys those are guys that dictate where the fight goes like neil magne is a, like a takedown guy uh, colby covington takedown guy. aspirin takedown guy dosanios takedown guy nick diaz isn't going to do that so mm-hmm. i think robbie lawler is going to turn it into a bit of a, like a you know grappling exchanges on the cage he'll probably try to keep it you know close like dirty boxing and i think that just by being more active and always in there against the best guys in the division i think that robbie lawler is gonna win like kind of like a sloppy three-round decision
0: yeah um it just sucks because like you know everyone was like waiting for for nick diaz to kind of return and i just feel like it's like his return is like five years too late you know or not i agree you know what i mean like it just sucks cuz I feel like everyone's so excited and I think sometimes people like common fans are mistaking him for Nate Diaz where they're because Nate Diaz has been fighting they're like oh he's he's coming back and I'm like dude it's been so long and he's actually like a year younger than Robbie Lawler but Lawler's been obviously super active in the like Nate Diaz I don't even know if he was really like training over the years so, like where L- Robbie Lawler, you could be like, "Okay, he's one in five in his in his last six fights,
1: but it's against the best of the best
0: it's kind of the same as like the Marlin situation where we talked about. It. It's like, well, he's losing to guys the best guys, and he's still do he's still in there and he's still doing good, and I think him fighting him being active, he's better at knowing right now at knowing how to strat- how to win and how to make a game plan and stick to it, where if you don't fight for often, I think fight that often, I think the ring rust is kind of like. You know not so much with the speed and the power but it's more with like kind of like the mindset of having like having to win okay this is the game plan okay this isn't working i gotta change this up and doing that in the fight you know i think you can only get from fighting
1: not even from sparring it's hard to do there's so many like techniques and stuff that change like that become really hot like like right now obviously the calf kick is really hot Or, like, all the uh, Dagestanis are getting the wrist on top and Mm -hmm. hooking their legs uh, like a low mount on top for the ground and pound. There's things that, like, go in cycles. And I think that if you're not in there every day, like like Robbie Lawler is at American Top Team with the best guys, he's around it all day, every day, plus competing all the time. You know what's working. And if you don't compete and you haven't competed in, like, basically, like, six years – I think that he's going to struggle.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it, it sucks. Like, everyone's excited for it. and I feel like this fight might be, a, like, kind of like a letdown. You know? I just think that it's, um, you know, he just taking that much time off without training, I think, is just, like, it's tough when you're going against someone else that has been trained. Like, everyone kind of th- puts them in the same category because of the same they fought before, kind of same era. But it's not, really. Robbie Lawler is, like, an active fighter in a really tough weight division, and Nick Diaz is basically like a retired fighter coming back
1: yeah I, I, I don't think it's the more I'm talking myself even more into it but I think that that's a... if you're looking for like fight that you get like even money on I think that that's a good one to bet on Robbie Lawler yeah I'm definitely going with Lawler on that one um you might even want to parlay it into this one because this is pretty much a lock is Valentina over Lauren Murphy um there's really not much to say. Obviously, Lauren Murphy's tough. She brings in like a five-fight win streak. But uh, she largely depends on her grappling to win. Yeah. And I think that I've always felt that Valentina's best attributes are her is her grappling, more so than her striking. Right. We talk about that all the
0: time. I mean... Like everyone's like, her striking so great, or so great. I'm like, uh, have you seen her body locks that she just like throws every person down with? Like someone like Johanna like never gets taken down, and exactly. she just threw her down like at, like multiple times every round. Or
1: Andrade, yeah, Andrage, as you known for thing. it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, like Valentina's only lost her against Amanda Nunez close decisions, so like. I mean this I feel bad It kind of sucks For the division Because it doesn't mean It sucks kind of For Valentina Because then people Aren't really excited About it But it sucks For the rest of it It's not that Laura Murphy's not good She's just the the next girl That hasn't fought her You know I think What fans kind of Want to see And obviously I'm saying it Because I'm in the division So I'm like all right, Valentina Like you dig your thing, get out, you know. But I think everyone wants to see Valentina go back and fight Amanda Nunes. They're both kind of in similar situations, so we kind of want to see that third match. I usually third matches I'm not that into, but for that one it's been enough time, and both of them are not really getting challenged. So I think for fans they kind of want to see that. Um, that being said, though, Lauren Murphy, I think she does her best when she's like kind of like sloppy. When she just like comes forward, go pushes for the takedown. I mean, I listen, I don't do I think she's gonna win? No. What do I think she needs to do is just kinda do that and just try to keep grappling her. I will say she is like she does have good jujitsu. I mean, she and she is very strong. She has good jujitsu. She trains like real jujitsu. I think she's like a brown or a black belt. She competes in like Federation tournaments and stuff. She definitely has good jujitsu and she's good at like you know game planning and doing like real techniques but i think if she just kind of like gets a little gritty that's her best her, that's where she'll do the best you kind of saw that with um jennifer Mayo when she fought valentina you know it almost looked like jennifer Mayo like didn't care she just kind of kept pressing kept pressing and like she had good moments obviously did she lose every round yes but she had good moments and i think that, that that's what um Lar Murphy needs to do a little bit in this fight to help her, but obviously, I think it's a lock for Valentina.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty safe bet, but she's obviously like an eight plus eight hundred or something, or minus twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, you gotta put up a lot. But uh, the main event: Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. I didn't even really realize this, but Volkanovski's on a 19-fight win streak. That's so wild. And his last two wins are back-to-back wins over Max Holloway. And before that, he had a win over Jose Aldo and a TKO finish over Chad Mendez. I think that Alexander Volkanovski is the most underrated person on the roster. And, I mean, you could easily argue that he's, like, the pound-for-pound number one. Like, it's incredible what he's doing. I mean... He's so dominant and in such a tough weight class, and beating Max Holloway two times in a row. Like, everyone thinks of Max Holloway as like the greatest featherweight ever, like, just such an amazing fighter. But he has two wins in a row over him, and Max Holloway is absolute prime. So it's really, really impressive. Um, Ortega- I think
0: uh, Volkanovski he's a on minus 170, Ortega, plus 150.
1: Right, Ortega hasn't been very active the last couple of years. He had that impressive win over uh, the Korean Zombie, but before that, he was finished by uh, Max Holloway. We were at that fight; it was in Toronto. Was that was two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. It was a beating, very bad. But um, so yeah,
0: Ortega- the last sorry, the last like three and a half years, Ortega's only fought once. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, and he's young, too, so, like, I don't know. That's, But he looked great in his last fight. So, he looked and, amazing. And that was the big thing. Before that fight, everyone's like, oh, he took so much time off. He's taken so much time off. And he looked great. So, you know, sometimes that doesn't always work
1: for everyone. Yeah, he, he looked amazing in that last fight against the Korean Zombie, who I think very highly of. I think he's a tremendous fighter. But I think that Ortega would need to finish... Volkanovski I can't see him grinding Volkanovski's pace is so high and his mm-hmm. pressure and his volume is just so crazy that he is going to outwork Ortega and I think he'll he'll end up winning a five-round decision but there are definitely ways that Ortega could win because he has ability to finish fights he has seven submissions three different TKOs and he had that one punch knockout over uh, Frankie Edgar so he has like tremendous power and like Frankie's like a shorter guy just like uh, volkanovsky's a shorter guy similar body type have similar body types I think that uh, ortega's gonna have quite a bit of length he could keep him on the outside he's got pretty good boxing but
0: but also volkanovsky's dealt with that for his last couple of fights with uh, Max Holloway and I think he he has that you know what I mean it's, he's used to the the range and kind of figured that out
1: yeah exactly. And he, he just mixes it so well. Like he'll shoot to the legs, and he comes up to the body, and he has a really nice inside trip. And he knows how to like looks like he knows how to like score points. Like if it's a close round, like all his fights with Max, they're really close rounds. But then he'll throw like a lot of leg kicks at the end of the round, or get a takedown to steal the round. And I find that he like steals rounds, and you're like, wait, did he win? And it's kind of like not you're not sure if he really won. But then when you look at at look at it more closely, he definitely did. And um, if he could put a pace on Max Holloway, that means he could put it on anyone in the world. Yeah. So I think that um, Volkanovski is a pretty safe bet. Um, I think it'll be a five-round decision.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. But you know, obviously, it's a safe bet, but also not safe bet because, like you said, Ortega's able to finish the um, finish the fight in different ways, which makes it kind of a scary bet. Um, you know. With his submissions and everything, but uh, I'm gonna go with Volkanovsky, but I'm not, I'm, that fight's a little
1: scary too. So. Did we di- disagree on any fights? No. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> um, the only one that I'm not, I wasn't really sure of is the uh, Marlin and Mirab. other than that I almost would like string together a parlay I feel pretty good about all of these yeah although I do think that Cynthia and Andraj is going to be a little closer than you think yeah um I think that you know you know Andraj had a really good win over you but I think it was like kind of like a a freak thing you don't see very many like body shot finishes right flyweights so she got a lot of mileage out of that but you Know she has had you know tough fights with other people. I think that you know I see her winning, but I think that's another one that's pretty close.
0: Yeah, I think that that one I think Andrage will win. Maybe it will be closer than what I think, but um, but yeah, the Marav and Marlin one's the only one I kind of go back and forth. It was we should you said we should do the five like the five fight parlay. I was like, yeah, but the Marlin fight's the first one of the
1: night. Well, that's it, would be a sixth. Marlon wouldn't be on Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, so if you did all of them with the Marlon fight, that would be scary because then if you lose the first fight, then it's like a miserable night of f-
1: watching fights. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you lose the first fight on the parlay, the best is when you do a parlay and you win all of them, it's up to the last fight.
1: If you're a gambler, I like to just bet on individual fights. I know you don't get like the uh, all those points because of the um, parlays, all those odds, but it's so hard to pick one winner to string together three or four or five is really almost like impossible but i feel pretty good about our um predictions we'll see how they turn out
0: yep and then um you know next week on tuesday after the fights we'll basically go over all of them on our podcast burning the boats and uh yeah anything else
1: no um hope you guys like this uh Again, like always, if you're enjoying the content, leave us a ranking and a review. We really appreciate those.
0: And let us know what you think of the uh, this bonus episode. If you like us breaking the fights down, if you think we should do it more often, let us know. Thanks
1: for listening. Bye.